welcome into episode 24 of the Best Coast Fantasy Football Podcast. My name's Brandon. I am here with the Worth Brothers, Josh and Jordan. How we doing this week, boys? Hey, what's up, Brandon? Doing good. What up? Uh, good week six. Good week six. There's some some good games. A, a lot of upsets, man. A lot of upsets this week. Yeah, it's crazy. It was a really fun week of football. Um, we had quite a few low scoring games, which I wasn't all that surprised about. I thought a lot but, of unders, but still some drama. Unders. But yeah, I don't know what to think games. about the NFL this year. Like, I, I, I really don't know what we were talking. You were saying people don't know how to bet on the NFL this season, and this this week is a prime example of why. Yeah, I mean, the Jets like smashed on the Packers and. The Packers were like the betting line was like minus three ninety for the Packers, so it's like, yeah. If you would have bet a hundred dollars on all four underdogs that won this week, it was a thirteen thousand dollar payout. Jeez, that's how big the the spreads were. I mean, Pittsburgh beating Tampa Bay, it was a it was a weird weird week in Both the NFL. New York teams winning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Congrats, New York. Yeah, all three teams from New York won this weekend. So that Buffalo Chiefs game was a really good game. Good that ending to the game. Yep. It, that, Josh Allen is an animal. Under, it? it did. Yep. Yeah. It hit the under because of the interception. Because if Mahomes, you know, I think if he had a chance to to march down the field a little bit further, further, uh, that that could have been a little. Actually, I think it still would have. It would have been fifty-one if he would have scored a touchdown. So could have been a little bit different. Yeah. yeah, still a good game. Fun to watch. Definitely. This game yeah. going on right now is fun to watch. We're watching some Monday night football Broncos and Chargers. It's good so far. Bet you never would have thought you said that. Shocking. <laughs> hey, we, we scored more points in the first quarter than we did in the whole Thursday night game for the Broncos. So maybe you're out of the slump, man. Dude, Dulcich. Maybe the it's Chargers Dulcich. defense sucks. Yeah. And that's the one thing. I mean, you know, we're both, you know, in the same division our teams are. And it was all how much our defense is all improved, right? And we haven't really seen uh, that much. I mean, Denver's defense has been, you know, good, but like the Raiders defense has not been what we thought it was going to be cuz I I really did. I thought their improvement was going to be there. Their their line is good, their defensive line is good, but corners are struggling and and even the Chargers, I mean, their defense isn't doing what it's supposed to do. JC Jackson is not I don't know if that ankle's still bothering him or what, but it's just yeah. a little little different, so you know, and the offenses have been a little lackluster as well, you know, especially the Broncos, but the Raiders haven't exactly been impressive and the Chargers for as as like good as Herbert is, they haven't really put up a ton of fantasy points. So it's mm-hmm. been, Yeah, before know. this uh taping, you guys were just putting Herbert on a pedestal. It was getting hard to listen to. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's He's good he's though. A, like you really can't, you can't say anything. I know you can't is. say anything bad about the guy. I he mean, didn't. he's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think he's the best quarterback in our division. And man, is that weird to say too? You know. No, it's Mahomes. So, um, all right. Well, let's jump over to the the daily roundabout we've got here. So, the Panthers traded for Robbie Anderson, or sorry, the Panthers traded Robbie Anderson to the Cardinals. Um, he was removed from the game on Sunday after getting into it with his coach. And I, it, 
it, I saw a video. It looked like he was asking for a trade mid game, like yelling at his coach <laughs> and it happened immediately. I mean, yeah. the next morning he was traded, but I think this comes on the news of um, Hollywood Brown having the uh, foot injury. That seems a little bit worse than we thought. We originally, we were told season ending sounds like it's only going to be possibly a six week injury, which is, you know, really good news for him. Good news for the Cardinals. Um, I don't, I, I, if you have an IR spot, he's somebody that I would hold on to now because of this. Um, if, if you don't have a, an IR spot, are you, are you still holding Hollywood? Is he somebody you would still keep on, on your bench without an IR spot? I would try to. Yeah. I hope I have the space to. That's, that's where I am. I mean, he's been putting up top 10 numbers. It's, it's hard to let him go. So, but man, this is uh, big for Hopkins. Um, you know, in terms of fantasy football, like I don't want to downplay an injury, but this is pretty big for for DeAndre Hopkins coming back. Yeah, now uh, they desperately need him. There's a huge gap in the targets, like so he's going to come into that you know that target share that he had. I think previously, you know, last year, yeah. Kyler in the the weeks that he played last year and the the season before when they first acquired him, um, you know, he was getting like 10, 11 targets a game. So uh, I think you can expect a lot of volume. I don't think you should expect that he'll consistently get, you know, double digit targets, but I think you're going to see a lot of weeks with double digit targets. Yeah. Is definitely. Robbie Anderson going to slot right into a role here in Carol and uh, with the Cardinals in Arizona? I mean, he'll, he's a good field stretcher. So, I think that's, you know, Hopkins he's somebody to, to certainly monitor the the report right now is that he's not they play on Thursday. So he's probably going to have, if anything, a limited package. OK, um, but after that, going forward, you guys do think he could be someone who sees some deep targets from Kyler? I, I mean, those are some valuable targets, actually. Yeah, yeah. Kyler's good on his deep balls. Yeah. And now they they really need somebody there and they're getting Hopkins back. So and you know, last year they used Hopkins like within 10 yards of line of scrimmage. Yeah. So Hopkins he's a red zone target. And then they have Ertz across the middle and then they have, you know, they'll have, uh, and they run Rondell Moore out of the backfield a lot. Uh, yeah. Rondale out of the backfield and on the jet sweeps and stuff like that, kind of the gadget players. And, uh, and then, you know, Robbie Anderson will be that field stretcher. So, it know. could be it's, an interesting nice. play. I think he'll probably be better for the team than he is for fantasy, but yeah. there's there's a potential there. Is there a moral lesson here? Is it complain as much as you can and good things will happen to you? No. But <laughs> hey, let, let me ask you guys this is is Kyler the best quarterback that Robbie Anderson's ever played with? 100%. Put a yes on that. All right, well, there you go. Robbie. We've seen Robbie Anderson have some success in Carolina and previous to that in New York with the Jets, with bad quarterbacks. So uh, there's some potential here. Uh, you know, if you can snag it, like he's not going to play this week, so maybe you don't have to snag him this week. Maybe you can get him next week for cheaper after people kind of forget about it. But, you know, you might want to just try and stash him now if you can. If you, you know, but we're, we're dealing with bye weeks. We're dealing with a lot of injuries. It's tough to stash somebody for a week or two that you don't if you, know if they're going to be. what I'm somebody. dealing with right now, man. If you have the space and you don't have a lot of players on bye next week, this may be the week to get him because people are going to have more buys next week and need that fill in spot knowing that he'll play next week rather than actually play this week. So, you know, that's something that 
you if you have the space available on your team, I would look at possibly stashing him this week. Just as a wait and see, not necessarily play him in his first game with the Cardinals, but just to see kind of what happens. So um let's jump over to the the Rams are actively trying to trade Cam Akers. We kind of saw this coming with the news that he wasn't going to play this last Sunday. So just to keep an eye on that, I mean his overall value is pretty much gone right now. Um, Reports are saying he he could have played his last snap already for the Rams. Yes. And I think that's true. I I do think think that's true. Again, until they get him to a different team. Is he worth holding on to until he gets on a new squad? Yeah. Cause you have to see where he's going to go. I think people need to hear that out loud. The only place that I could actually see him like get a role in is maybe Atlanta. That was the first place that came to my mind. Um, I would, I could see maybe like Miami too. They're not having great success in their backfield. I mean, Mostert doesn't look terrible. You know, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know where he could go. So that's just something to keep an eye on. So, um, to much of the, you know, demise of, um, Zach Gallagher, this is probably going to break his heart, but Josh Gordon was cut by the Tennessee Titans. Um, he has been a, a sad music. Like, yeah. He has been a a truther of Josh Gordon forever, and it's uh, it's incredible to uh, see that the guy still made it around. But he he's a talent. He just never never could stay in the league. Was always getting the suspensions and all that stuff, which is unfortunate considering what they uh, you know they allow all that stuff now. So yep. it's it's sad to see, but um, yeah. Carson Wentz is going to be out four to six weeks with a broken finger that he suffered in the Thursday night game. Um, they have not announced still who the quarterback is going to be that's starting um, this upcoming week. So that's something to keep an eye on as well. Uh, we talked about Hollywood Brown having the broken foot. DeAndre Hopkins is activated though. So he will be starting this next week. He has been practicing with the team, staying healthy. So he will jump right into an immediate role. Um, yeah, and he's not coming back from injury or anything, so he's right in your lineup. Yeah. Uh, the Saints are going to likely be out with without Marshawn Lattimore, Michael Thomas, and Jarvis Landry again for Thursday night football against the Cardinals. Uh, hopefully, Chris Olave cl- clears protocol and he's good to go. It sounds because like this he already is, has. Okay, yeah, he, this, he is, this is a juicy matchup for him. Um the, the Cardinals allow a lot of points to defense and, you know, this could be huge or to offenses. <laughs> this could be huge for him. Um, same with Camara. So uh, Andy Dalton is dealing with a back injury now. Um, it sounds like we could have Jameis Winston back though this week. Uh, so that is some good news for the, the team. Um Anything else you guys got for the daily roundabout? Yeah, so check this out, all right? I just want the listeners to know, like, I have in our 2QB league, I have Carson Wentz. <laughs> um, I had I had Trey Lance. Uh, I have Jameis Winston. I I have Andy Dalton. <laughs> so, so here's the other QBs I have so that you know that they're about to get injured, okay? Uh, Chase Daniel, the backup in, in for the Chargers. Uh, Tyler Huntley, the backup for the Ravens. 
So just steer clear of those guys. Jordan's putting a bad omen on them already. Yeah, yeah they're on my team, so, so they're going to get hurt. So I'm, I'm going to find some more QBs. I will keep you posted as to who I'm able to pick up and let you know that they will be short. They'll be injured very shortly. Okay, so is it you or your brother that injures more quarterbacks? Because he said Trey Lance. <laughs> he said Tua. At least he's doing it in a one QB league. Yeah. So he's he's finding guys on waivers, and then then he plays them, and then they do nothing and get hurt. Jordan's pulling double shifts and injuring QBs. Two for one every week, man. And then he started Gino this week and had one of the worst weeks Gino's had <laughs> against the oh, team yeah. he thought he was going to light up. So, yeah, oh, man, it's rough for you, too. I, I feel the pain. So, um, yeah. All right. Well, let's jump over to uh, the week six review here. Um, 49ers and Falcons. This game was kind of the complete. I, I, I did pick the Falcons to win this game. Uh, I saw how good they played against Tampa Bay. I thought they were in that game. I did not think it was going to be a 28-14 to win, though. The 49ers just did not look good in this game. Uh, Mariota actually looked pretty good. Uh, 129 passing yards. Very, you know, he he stays down low in the passing yard department, but um, had two passing touchdowns. Uh, One of them was to Kyle Pitts. He finally caught a touchdown on U.S. soil. Pitts sighting. I don't Atlanta know if it was really so stoked about that, right? <laughs> I mean, look, the, yeah, he caught the touchdown, but I think you were about to say that he only caught three passes on three targets for 19 yards. That's like, exactly what was, I was just about to say. Not an inspiring performance. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know necessarily that it was like a Pitts sighting, um, but he, you know, he caught a touchdown, so you were happy if you started him. Um, you know, you got the you got the points out of him this week, but. Still wasn't necessarily like a, a pit sighting. Um, it's it's okay though. You know, I I think that the team was just moving the ball too well um, on the ground and with Mariota's legs, and they were honestly getting really good field position with the two interceptions from Jimmy G. Uh, they had a fumble by Jeff Wilson. Like they were just kind of set up in this game. Their defense played a great game, so I think that was more of it than they didn't really necessarily need Kyle Pitts in this game either. So, um, you know, we had a really disappointing game from Jeff Wilson, uh, only seven carries for 25 yards and lost a fumble. I'm pretty sure in most leagues he caught like, or he had like 0.5 points, uh, a yeah. rough, rough game. I, I expected a huge game out of him against Atlanta. Uh, George Kittle eight for 10 for 83 yards. But you know, the big story of this one was Brandon. Ayuk eight for 11, 83 yards and two touchdowns. Um, Massive game probably helped a lot of people win this week. If you were you had bye weeks, I mean, I had to start him this week. I was, you know, hoping that he would do something this week. I didn't expect a two touchdown game out of him, so you know that was kind of nice to see. But anything else you guys want to touch on in this game? I just want to know what are the Falcons? Uh, they're a mid team that competes and is somehow in their division right now. So. My my view on this game is like the the Niners really need to get some guys healthy. Their defense didn't, you know, when they're healthy, their defense is maybe the best in the NFL. And right now, it does not, it, you know, it doesn't resemble that at all. Um, and then you know, West Coast teams going clear to the East Coast struggle, and we saw that combined with no no defensive abilities. So you know, the Falcons, 
they're going to be a little matchup dependent and man, the targets are really low for the wide receivers there. And I, the split in the running back backfield, like 15 for Algiers, 16 for Huntley, they both did, you know, didn't quite get to 60 rushing yards. So um, it's, I don't know that you can start any real position player outside of, you know, if you're going to keep rolling the dice with Kyle Pitts, but I, I wouldn't start anybody else right now for this team. I mean, London has been getting the targets until, I mean, prior to this game, he, he had had good target volume, but it's it's rough. Like, there's there's just not a lot going on there. Yeah. Uh, Jordan, yep. you said that 49ers need to get healthy. On that note, uh, Trent Williams is coming back, uh, could be coming back week seven, but he's back to practice. So that's, that's helpful for their O-line. It's going to be good for the offense. That's, you know, if not the best, one of the best, left tackles in the whole game so that should help jeff wilson it should help jimmy g so that'll just improve things all around so that's something to look forward to and hopefully you know keep an eye on things because if guys do start coming back for this niners d or niners team in general mm-hmm. they're, t- they're missing a ton on offense and even more on defense <laughs> but um if they get some of these guys back uh, they could be a, a really you know they're a fun team they've got a lot of really good fantasy relevant players yeah. All right. Patriots, uh, three and three, 38 against the Browns, 15. Uh, this was just another great defensive game for the Patriots. And honestly, Bailey Zappi looks really good for this team right now. The Browns do not have that bad of a defense. And he went for 309 and two touchdowns. Um, he's moving the ball really well, taking care of the ball. Uh, I can't. Curious for people that are in two QB leagues, are you worried about Mac Jones getting his job back? I don't think so, man. Mac Jones was a first round draft pick. Uh, you know, Bailey Zappi coming in and playing pretty nice for a couple games is probably not going to threaten what, you know, what Mac Jones was able to do last year, taking the team to the playoffs in his rookie season. So I, I would have we not that seen Belichick do this before, though. Hey, you know, it's possible. Anything's possible, but. Uh, I just I, I, I got to say Bailey likely. Bailey Zappi might be playing him into the his uh, Panthers role at this point. Um, <laughs> like he, I like to entertain the idea that like Matt gets traded or that Bailey Zappi takes over the role. But at the same time, it, yeah, like Jordan said, it's unlikely. And the, the more realistic thing is like New England fans should just be happy that you have depth at quarterback. Yeah, always yeah, having a good backup is a fantastic thing to have. Like, yeah, that's Dallas. <laughs> They yeah, are so it's, good it's at finding talent. I have Cooper Rush on that two QB team too, but he's he's about to hit the bench. So, yep. you know, he might so, get a splinter while he's there. Watch out. Yeah. Keep yourself safe, Cooper Rush. R- Ramondre, uh, 19 for 76 and two touchdowns, four for five through the air for 15 yards. We knew this was going to be a Ramondre game, and man, did he he performed. Uh Got a late garbage time touchdown, um, but still still looked pretty good. Uh, Tyquan Thornton uh, was the wide receiver eight on the week, four for five for 37 and a touchdown, three carries for 16 yards and a touchdown. Don't expect that every week. Don't don't chase that too much. Um, he's really fast, though. He is, but I, I don't he's think tall. he's I don't think he's I don't think he's startable, though. I mean, would you guys advise starting him at all? No, no. but I would add him. I might okay. keep him on my bench just in case they have this problem with wide receiver health. Look, five targets and they scripted three carries for him. 
I'm interested, right? That's, yeah. you know, eight touches on an offense that kind of needs to find somebody and get things going. And yeah. they drafted this guy in the second round. Hunter Henry again, four for seven, 61 and a touchdown. He's not going to be consistent, but they sure love their tight ends in New England. Um, Jacoby Brissett had three turnovers in this game. Uh, Nick Chubb really couldn't get it going. Uh, that's just kind of what the Patriots do. We talked about they could take away their best player, and that's Nick Chubb. He was 12 for 56 and only caught one pass for 14 yards through the air. Um, Hunt, another disappointing game. Four carries for 12 yards, over uh, one on receptions. I mean, where are we at with Kareem Hunt right now? Like, they were down in this game, and they still didn't even use him in the passing game. Is are you bench not getting used like we want him to? And Chubb is has been so good on this season, it's hard to take the ball out of his hands. I think is part of the issue. Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, real quick, uh, and then we'll jump over to the next game. But Amari Cooper was four for 12 targets for 44 yards and a touchdown, double digit targets in four of six games and a touchdown in all four. So you got to put him in your lineup, man. I should have done it this week. It wasn't even that great, but it was good enough that it's like, yeah, he, he deserves to be in your lineup. Well, yeah. What would you guys do with Hunt? Because, I mean, currently you can't, you certainly can't start him, and I don't think you can trade him for Trust much, me, you can't trade gonna, him. You're going to hold him, right? Like You just yeah, hold him and you bench him. Hunt. You hold him and you bench him because he is a trade deadline candidate. So um, he is somebody that could get moved as well by the trade deadline. And depending on where he ends up, um, <clears throat> he could be somebody that turns into a playable option again, but if he's just right now, in, you got to root for the Browns to lose, man. You need them to lose and need to trade Kareem Hunt for something. Yes. Uh, so the jets were all over the Packers, won 27 to 10, four and two jets on the season. Zach Wilson, 10 for 18, 110 yards and five carries for one yard. But again, the story was all Brees Hall, 20 for 116 and one only caught two passes for five yards, but they didn't need him. Uh, really none of the jets had a, a great receiving day, uh, only two receptions, um, you know, we talked about Elijah Moore as a drop candidate. I definitely think that's something that is 100% now. Uh, he came out and said, you know, uh, I, you know, I'm confused by the whole thing too, but we're winning, so I'm going to keep my mouth shut type of thing. So it's like you Which can tell he's frustrated. It's but not keeping your mouth shut. But nope. I, I dropped yeah. him in League of Record at this point. You know, I can't, you know, I wouldn't drop him in any kind of dynasty league or anything like that. But no. at this point in a, in a redraft, your bench is too shallow and you probably need help at running back more than you need a bench flyer wide receiver. Yep. Uh, Aaron Jones, only nine for 19, uh, three receptions for 25 yards. Uh, AJ Dillon was 10 for 41, four for six through the air for only 11 yards and a fumble. Um, Alan Lazard was he had four receptions for 76 yards and a touchdown. No one else really did much, but Robert Tunyon had a ton of targets, 12 targets, caught 10 of them for 90 yards. He seems to be that safety blanket for Aaron Rodgers right now. I think he's a pretty safe streaming tight end um, at the moment because of the fact that they don't really have anyone else, and this offense is not moving the ball well at all. And now Randall Cobb's out with a high ankle sprain, so – where are you guys at with this Packers team? I mean, what actually both teams, 
what are they? Are the Jets well, is the de- defense for real? And I want to cut in. Yeah. So, so you said it was all Brees Hall, but the truth is the sauce was all over this game. Uh, sauce guard. That that it, Sauce Gardner. Yeah, mm-hmm. he looks incredible, dude. He was great, and also they had a uh, they had two punts that they blocked. One they returned for a touchdown. So it's not yeah. just the defense; it's also the special teams. This Jets team, and uh, like as a whole, has really found a way to turn things around enough to where they can uh, like keep teams from scoring on them and use these young, talented rookies, Garrett Wilson early on. Now it's been Brees Hall the last couple games, but if they can get both of them going at the same time, then it's going to be nice. Uh, I don't know if they can do that with Zach Wilson though. Like he, he had 10 completions for 110 yards. Yeah. This game was like ice cold though. This was, you know, it's going to take some time in these games where we're starting to get into the cold part of the season. We're going to see some run heavy games in some of these really cold games, I think. And maybe not from like Aaron Rodgers, who's used to playing in the freezing cold every game, but Zach Wilson's two years into this, you know? Well, the jets get the Broncos next week. I know that. So that'll be a, an interesting game. So, um, all right, well, let's jump over the Jaguars at Colts. Uh, Jaguars 27, Colts 34. Jaguars gave this game away. Um, they had this game, but uh, Matty Ice threw 58 passes in this game. 42 for 58 for 389 yards and three touchdowns. Michael Pittman returned to form 13 for 16 for 134 yards. Alec Pierce had a beautiful touchdown cat catch. Uh, he was three for seven, 49 yards and a touchdown. And uh, Paris Campbell um, probably had one of the best games of his career. I don't know if it's actually the best games of best game it of his career, been, but it was awesome. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't remember the last time I, I talked this much about Paris Campbell. So he was seven for eleven for fifty-seven yards and a touchdown. I think this was just Matt Ryan slinging the ball. He felt comfortable out there, and they looked good. And they came back and they won this game. Um, Deion Jackson filled in really well for. No Jonathan Taylor, 12 for 42 and a touchdown, 10 receptions for 79 yards, 10 for 10 for 79. So, yeah, he took um, the uh, he took the Naheem Hines role and the Jonathan Taylor role and filled both very adequately, at least, you know, uh, 12 for 42 is not bad. Got the touchdown on the ground and 10. I mean, getting 10 targets and managing to catch all 10 of them, uh, you know, 7.9 yards per reception isn't anything phenomenal, but when you're coming out of the backfield, that's not too bad. So he's, he's a nice little player and uh, we might, we might see a little more of him. Like I'm, I'm interested to see if he can earn maybe like a share of Naeem Hines role. I think this, he has offense. Not, you know, I don't think he's really going to pull away from Jonathan Taylor once he's fully healthy, but I don't, I don't think they want to just kick this guy to the curb either. I don't think you can. Uh, he showed he can, he has hands and he can do it. And honestly, he's a little bulkier and stuff than Hines too. And if he can catch the ball and run this way, he might dive into that Naheem Hines role quite a bit more than we think. So um, Trevor Lawrence was 20 for 22 for 165 yards and a touchdown, six for 23 and two rushing. He had yeah two rushing touchdowns. He looked so good um, too. They just couldn't they did. keep up. Yeah, uh, Travis Etienne had a really good game. Ten for eighty six, two for two, 
uh, through the air for 22 yards. Uh, Jermichael Hasty had that long touchdown, so he was three for 57 and a TD. Um, James Robinson, though, another just – I mean, yeah, he got in the end zone, but it was kind of a lackluster day for him again. in the end zone. No. Oh. It's, uh, he caught one pass for one yard. Oh, one <laughs> yard. Okay, another very lackluster day then for James Robinson. Uh, 12 for 54 and uh, one yard through the air. So um, I see this turning more and more. ETN, I believe, started this game. Like he didn't come in as the backup role. I'm pretty sure he was the the starter in this game. Now, uh, I know still it's still going to be a split touches. You know, Robinson. They had did. 13, ETN had 12. Yeah, um, but ETN's looking pretty efficient out there right now. So this could start to shift a little bit more. Um, you know, and this was a. I think Robinson got more carries too because this was that positive gain script. They were up for most of the game. Uh, you know. Christian Kirk had a, a not great day. He caught that touchdown to kind of save his day, but he was four for five for 24 yards and a touchdown. Uh, he also carried it once for four yards. And then on the last play, the the old pass the ball around last play of the game, he was credited with the fumble. So he lost two points on that. That was that was a little rough. I, uh, I am a Christian Kirk owner. I am yeah, a Kirk owner. So those are always a bummer because it's like it's not really his fault. Those plays almost never work out. Yeah. You're you're doing that just as your last shot to try and win the game. And and of course, you know, a fantasy relevant player is almost always credited with the fumble on that play. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> you want to get in the hands of somebody it's good. It's a bummer, but you know, you, you that's the way the, that the game is played. Yeah. All right. Well, the Vikings uh, at the Dolphins, Vikings won 24 to 16. Kirk Cousins, 175 yards and two touchdowns. Justin Jefferson, again, six for eight for 107 yards. He seems to go down at like the one or two yard line every time. So he's not getting a ton of touchdowns this year. Uh, Adam Thielen, four for eight for 36 yards and a touchdown. He also caught the two point conversion. Uh, Dalvin Cook uh, started the day out pretty slow, but then he finished uh, 13 for 77 and a touchdown. Uh, one for one through the air for six yards. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater had to come into the game because Skylar Thompson was uh, injured in this one, but he had 329 passing yards and two touchdowns, but he also had two interceptions. Uh, Tyreek Hill, uh, 12 for 15 for 177 yards. You know, Waddle still did his six for 10 for 129 yards. Good to see him back and, and doing his thing. Uh, but Mike Gesicki caught both touchdown passes, six for seven for 69 yards and two touchdowns. What, I mean, where is, what is Gesicki at this point in the year? He's you know, we haven't screaming tight end. I don't even know if he's that because it's so, so hit and miss, you know, you it's so inconsistent. In a, yeah. In a pinch, but like you do not need to keep him on your roster. And I would, there's a lot of guys I'd rather play week to week. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, jump over. Say, oh, go ahead. Do you get is Justin Jefferson the new Julio Jones? Right now, he looks like it because he just keeps going down at the one or two yard line, can't get in the end zone. The and then the receptions <laughs> and the yards are all phenomenal, and he just he scores a touchdown every like fourth game, fifth it, game. It's happening with yeah. Tyreek Hill too. He's not getting in the end zone as much as you would imagine someone with almost 200 yards per game would. But he's they have on, no two He's up. on pace to break uh, Calvin Johnson's record for single season yardage right now. 
Yeah, but they have no Tua either. That could be why he doesn't. He's not getting in the end zone. Justin Jefferson just isn't getting in the end zone because he literally falls down at the one or two yard line. Like it's not like he he's he's literally right there every single time. And look for positive you know, regression then, or yes, I think the touchdowns will come. Yes, right. definitely. Um, all right, Bengals thirty, Saints twenty six. Joe Burrow a massive game, three hundred yards passing, three passing touchdowns. And four for 25 on the ground with a rushing touchdown. Jamar Chase, we finally saw Jamar Chase. Seven for 10, 132 yards and two touchdowns. I think this was uh, mainly because we did not have Marshawn Lattimore, though. Uh, I think that played a huge role in this. Um, Tyler Boyd, six for six for 66 yards. Uh, Higgins. Yeah. yeah. Spooky season, Uh, man. Yeah. Uh, Higgins, um, played in the game, uh, did get 10 targets, but only six receptions for 47 yards. Good to see him make it all the way through the game though. I think you should be safe as long as he has no setbacks this week in practice, you should be safe to be able to get him back in your lineup last week. If you decided to bench him this week, just as like a safety precaution, um, because we saw what happened the week before. So, um, Joe Mixon only eight for 45 on the ground, four for five through the air. Uh, 23 yards and a touchdown. Um, where are you guys out on Joe Mixon right now? Uh, just the efficiency doesn't seem to be there. This was kind of a, a low rushing game for him. Was that just because it was an aerial attack to, to keep up in the game? Well, I think that's part of it, but I think, you know, we expected the Saints to have a good run D. They hadn't really to this point, but I think it kind of showed up a little in the, you know, in the numbers here. Um, and then also the Bengals just like, they're not focused on running the ball. Jamar chase was getting it done through the air. Even Mixon was getting involved through the air. So, uh, you know, had a receiving touchdown of his own. I'm not really worried about Mixon. I think he's going to end up kind of similar to last year where he is low key, decent, like decent to good all year. Probably not a lot of explosive games because of the other weapons there, but, uh, he'll probably High play floor. all of the games, have a nice floor and finish as like a, you know, back like middle, middle, uh, top 10 running back. If he plays all the games, you know, he'll yeah. very well finish as RB five and just not really have any of those explosive games, but continue to give you, you know, touchdowns at a reasonable clip and, uh, see enough volume to, uh, to be, to be decent. I got one question yeah. about Mixon. Uh, if you're like a three and three team, who do you want rest of season? Joe Mixon or Josh Jacobs? Joe Mixon. Yeah, give me Mixon. But Jacobs is killing it right now. And he's he passes gets, by. He's getting a lot of volume. But I don't think I would go trade Joe Mixon to get I wouldn't Josh either. Jacobs. Yeah. I think if I could trade my Josh Jacobs to get Joe Mixon, I would probably do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm in agreement with that. Yeah. So Andy Dalton was 17 for 32 for 162 yards and a touchdown. He's also dealing with a back injury now. Alvin Kamara was great this game. Didn't get in the end zone, but he was 19 for 99 on the ground, 6 for 9 through the air for 25 yards. So decent day for him. Uh, Traquan Smith um, and Rashid Shahid. Yes, I, I loved hearing the announcer saying that. Both ended up with a touchdown. Um, 
So, you know, decent day for the Saints considering the injuries they were battling on defense and keeping up in that high-scoring Bengals game. So not too bad, but it's nice to see the Bengals getting going as well. Uh, The Ravens and the Giants, uh, the Giants end up losing this game. Or the the Ravens, yeah, the Giants, thank you. Uh, Giants end up winning this game. Um, Like, I don't know how they keep doing it. They are 5-1 and on the year. Uh, Saquon Barkley, 22 for 83 on the ground and a touchdown and three for three for 12 through the air. Uh, Daniel Jones was 19 for 27 for 173 yards and two touchdowns. He did have a fumble. Um, the rookie tight end for the giants was five for five for our 38 yards and a touchdown. I think he's a good streaming option at tight end at this point. I think so um, too. If he's on your waivers, he's somebody that's on, on our section later. So Yeah. I've been talking about him a little bit. I brought him up when we had the, uh, the DFS um, not too long ago uh, because they don't have too many passing options, but you know, Wandell Robinson got the, finally got to play in this game. Uh, looked pretty good. He was three for four for 37 yards, had a really good touchdown catch. So you know, he's certainly if you, if you haven't already stashed him, he's somebody I would certainly be doing that with now, considering they have absolutely no uh, pass catchers there. And they so, look good. Yeah, yeah. And there's yeah. rumors that Kadarius Tony is on the trade block. Yeah, he's I, on I don't the injury know block Tony permanently. I don't yeah. know why you would trade away the one right. You know, one of the two wide receivers who might be able to actually get something done on the field for you, but maybe yeah. he just doesn't want to be there. Don't so. you besmirch Richie James like that? Yeah. Lamar Jackson, another, you know, not so good game out of him. 17 for 32, 210 yards and one through the air. He had an interception, two fumbles. He lost one of them, but he did rush seven times for 77 yards. So he always gives you that floor to Whoa. start him in fantasy. But just nothing, <laughs> nothing major. You're ahead of me in the game, so. Uh, I love that. <laughs> um, Mark what? Andrews seven for eleven for 106 yards and a touchdown. I just want to um, say real quick that at least Lamar's bad games are behind us now. <laughs> I hope so. I need him to figure this out. I think a lot of fantasy managers need him to figure it out and get back to that. You know, where he was at to begin the season, um, you know, Mark Andrews is still just incredible. Seven for 11 for 106 yards and a touchdown. You can't go wrong ever starting him. Uh, J.K. Dobbins uh, only played 27% of snaps because his knee started to tighten up. Um, And Kenyon Drake came in the game, had 10 for 119 and one, and he caught one of his two passes. Um you know, pretty much all the rest of the Ravens were shut down, but where are you at with uh, Kenyon Drake? If JK Dobbins can't go, I mean, I know Gus Edwards is making his way back, but is he somebody that interests you? Uh, if, if Edwards is, is back and is not like a limited participant in practice and stuff like that, then I'm not really interested in Drake, but he could definitely be a start next week. If there's, you know, any question about Gus Edwards playing. Yeah, and that worries me about Dobbins having a sec- setback so quickly after coming back. Um, Makes you know, me want to cry. Great week last week, or not? La- no, not two last weeks week. ago. Two, two weeks, weeks ago, he had a great week in his return, and then last week was disappointing, and then missed a lot of time this week. So uh, I'm nervous about him. That's a bummer. Um, 
yeah, Drake, Drake, you can use as a fill in, but Gus is coming back. So hopefully Gus can come back strong. And uh, I think you'll probably see both of them, but I think if Gus is fully healthy, he would be the lead dog there. How do you think a team that drafted in a, like a super flex start of league how do you think somebody who drafted first round travis kelsey's second round mark andrews is doing right now if you did that you are like a whole round of crazy but you're probably pretty happy it probably worked out <laughs> yeah yeah but that that's a whole different version of crazy but um I, Nobody I, else at this point a good I, tight end against yeah, you yeah that's true um all right, let's jump over to the Buccaneers at Steelers. The Steelers pull out the win 20 to 18. They stopped Brady on the two point conversion um, pretty early in that fourth quarter, about a few minutes left in that fourth quarter, which is just crazy. Brady loses his first game to a rookie quarterback since he lost to Geno Smith and the Jets in 2014, which is kind of a crazy stat. Um, I love that stat. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Tom Brady was 25 for 40 for 243 and one and also lost a fumble. I thought he was going to pass all over the Steelers. They were their whole secondary is injured and they were without Fitzpatrick. um, And he didn't do anything. Uh, Leonard Fournette. Ugly throws too, man. Yeah. Leonard Fournette was 21 for 63. He was six for six through the air for 38 yards and a touchdown. So, you know, pretty good day for him. But uh, other than that, you know, Chris Godwin had 95 yards receiving on six catches, you know, still getting double digit targets almost every game. But, uh, you know, Kenny Pickett started the game out really well, was 11 for 18 for 67 yards and a touchdown before he ended up having to leave the second half with a concussion. Uh, But Trubisky came in and threw a touchdown and our curse of our DFS smackdown continues. Um I took out a player for Jordan. <laughs> it didn't work out as well this time. I still, I think, ended up losing. But yeah, yeah Claypool it, was who you the did massive swing. When he By scored far. that touchdown, I lost my mind, man. I was like, you got to be kidding me. How does this keep happening? Like, whoever you switch out for me this week, I'm going to go place a bet on him. Dude, I'm switching out a player that's on my team. That's it. You are getting someone that is on my team. <laughs> like that's how we're doing it. Uh, I, I've decided it already because uh, Claypool has done it. nothing. It's like a cross-platform <laughs> punishment. <laughs> yeah, Claypool has done nothing all year, and he goes seven for seven for ninety-six yards and a touchdown. Um, that's just crazy. Najee he Harris though, in the offseason, he's the best wide receiver in the league, dude. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, Najee Harris, 14 carries for only 42 yards, um, caught two for three for seven yards and a touchdown. Um, kind of expected Najee to have a little bit of a down game because that Bucks run defense is so good. Um, are you guys still benching Harris at this point? I mean, I, I know a lot of people benched him this week um, just because no. he hasn't been doing much. But I don't think you can bench the running back you drafted in the first round. And I think that as the season progresses, it's possible that Kenny Pickett gets better and that the Steelers offense could find some momentum. How so, did the Bucks end up losing this game though? Like what happened? Like why? I, I just, I don't, I don't get you. I put that question here. to the show dog. Why did the Bucks lose this game? <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, I mean, I'm confused 21 too. for 63, man. They couldn't get it done on the ground. That's why. Yeah. 
and, and Brady just line was inefficient. Is, is is so bad. I mean, it, well, none of them are healthy. It's tattered. It's all second. Did you see Brady going line. off? Yeah, and I I mean. He went, off on his o-line you know he's it it, it sucks because he's yelling for a reason because the o-line is is not playing very well but it's you know it's a bunch of guys who shouldn't even be out there anyways they're supposed to be backups and they're backups for a reason and they're out there starting and trying to protect tom brady who wants to have you know he wants to never never be on his butt yeah the refs like him to be that way too but it's not that way yeah definitely i agree with that all right, so we got the Cardinals at Seahawks. Seahawks 19, Cardinals 9. Uh, this Cardinals offense just seems broken at the moment. Uh, Kyler Murray, 23 for 37 for 222 yards and a touchdown. 10 for 100 on the ground, though, but he did have a fumble. This I don't know really what's going on with the offense. They should have been able to throw all over Seattle, and they just didn't do it. Uh, Hollywood Brown was 5 for 9 five for, nine for 68 yards. Uh, he did suffer that broken foot, though, and you know could be out for you know six weeks. Um, we don't know exactly the timeline. Zach Ertz continued uh, his target share in that game, uh, seven for ten for seventy yards. Um, and then you know on the the Seahawks side, it was you know Kenneth Walker looked great. Uh, first game over hundred scrimmage yards, twenty one for ninety seven and one two for three through the air for thirteen yards. 21 carries is huge for him. That is bell cow role. That is, they want him involved. And if you drafted him really late at this point, he could be a league winner for you, Uh, especially with all the injuries that we've had at the running back position. Uh, Geno Smith had a little bit of a down day today. Um, He was uh, 20 for 31 for 197 yards. He did have 48 rushing yards, Uh, but the leading receiver for Seattle was Noah Fant, six, for seven for 45 yards. Um, just a, a lot of, you know, targets that went around uh, that was spread all over the place between Metcalf, Lockett, Disley, all that stuff. Um, Eno Benjamin was kind of a, a letdown this week. Um, I know he was a lot of people's, you know, start of the week. We thought we were going to see a little bit more out of him. And it was just really the Cardinals offense. I mean, they only put up nine points, just didn't play very well. So, um, but uh, let's jump over to the Panthers and Rams. The Rams 24, Panthers 10. Uh, we finally saw an Allen Robinson sighting. Uh, best game of the season, 5 for 6 for 63 yards and a touchdown. Was good to see him involved. Uh, I don't know what this means going forward. I'm still terrified to start him. Um, are you guys the same way? Like, is Allen Robinson still scare you too much to even start him? I'm out. I'd leave him on the waiver wire. I agree. Okay. Yep, I'm kind of the same way. So, I'm more uh, Cooper Cup, ironic. Actually, yeah, that that one does kind of interest me a little bit, and I'll I'll touch base on that one. But uh, Cooper Cup, seven for eight for eighty yards, adding seventeen yards on the ground as well, and then Skoranek, five for five for forty yards and a seventeen yard rushing touchdown. Um, that one, that one's kind of interesting. Someone to keep an eye on if they keep him involved. I mean, we've seen we've seen some gadget plays for him. We've seen some scripted plays for him. So. Um, you know, if you going into waivers next week and going into bye weeks and stuff, is he somebody that would would in, actually? I think they're on bye next week too, so I don't even know if the, you could play him next week. So we could probably touch on him, you know, next week at some point. 
Listen, um, I this is what I think about Skaronic. I think he wants to be Cooper Cup, and I think he has a distinct advantage over anybody else who might want to be him in that he plays with him and gets to hang out with him all, like all the time. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think the same thing. I was just thinking he's like Cooper Cup light. It's yeah, yes. it's interesting. It's really interesting for like a dynasty to, you know, see how that plays out because he's, you know, playing with, with one of the best wide receivers out there. Definitely. Um, Daryl Henderson with getting, you know, a majority of the work with Cam Akers out was 12 for 43 and one, two for three through the air for nine yards. Not a lot on the Rams side of the ball, but they, they managed to win this game. Um, you know, the Panthers defense again in this game had a pick six off Matthew Stafford. It's his eighth interception of the season. And I want to say at least his third pick six, um, which is just killing, killing me. Um, I do have him in my two QB league. I'm you sure he's hurting a lot of people against the Rams guys. Yes. Yes, you can. You can feel very comfortable doing it. Um, CMC was 13 for 69 on the ground, but seven for eight through the air for 89 yards. Um, continues the streak of games with either a hundred yards or a touchdown. He can't seem to get both right now. I think it's like 24. Um, yeah, but he is, uh, you know, he looked back and they look to be scripting him the ball a lot more in this game. So I think we can look forward to, um, seeing them moving the ball and, Pretty much everyone else on the Panthers, you didn't want to start in this game. Um, I was way off on DJ Moore, and I apologize to anybody that listened to me. I will not suggest him again. I promise. Um, so I, I feel terrible for that. One. Yeah, stay stay away from that one. Um, now let's jump over traded. to yeah, yeah, which is a possibility at this point. Um, same with CMC. You know, we could see some some action happening. I think now with the Robbie Anderson trade, it makes it less likely anybody else gets traded from that team. Yeah, I don't see CMC getting traded because of what they're asking as well. So, um, but we had the Bills uh, 24 over the Chiefs uh, 20. This was a pretty exciting game for considering how low scoring it was. Uh, Josh Allen had an incredible uh, rush at the end of that game to get them into scoring range. Um, And then Mahomes threw the interception at the end of the game. But Josh Allen was 27 for 40 for 329 yards and three touchdowns, 32 rushing yards as well. Stefan Diggs is just continuing to be unbelievably dominant this year. 10 for 13 for 148 yards and one. Um, uh, Gabe Davis scores again, three for six for 74 yards and a touchdown. This guy just, he could score in every game that he plays this season when he's healthy, because that's how good this offense is. And that's how much of a red zone target he is. Um, so, you know, is Gabe Davis somebody that you're a set it and forget it at this point as a wide receiver too? Man, if he's healthy, I, he is in my lineup because he's not a wide receiver too. When he's healthy, he can be, he could be a wide receiver one. Let me, uh, you know, watching this this Broncos game, you know, we knew Sutton was going to be Wilson's like number one target, but with the Broncos struggles, would you start Gabe Davis over like Cortland Sutton? I think I'm kind of hoping I can start both, honestly. And I, I actually am starting both in in one league, but I'm not doing well. So maybe I should start benching Sutton. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm starting Sutton too. So that was more of an ask for me. <laughs> uh Devin Singletary, 17 for 85 on the ground, four for five for 22 yards through the air, uh, played 86% of snaps. 
Um, the other running backs combined for a total of five opportunities. So I don't know what this means because we, we never can tell uh, with their backfield who's going to do what. Um, but Singletary certainly is the most talented on, on the back of uh, in the backfield for them. I think they um, just don't trust James Cook yet, but that's the other guy they want to use there. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Dawson Knox caught a touchdown on only three targets. I I don't – to me, Knox is not a streaming option right now. He's too inconsistent. It's the Gasicki thing, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's, that's just kind of where I'm at with him. I mean, he has the ability to catch a touchdown every week just because of how, how high-powered this offense is, but I just don't think he's got the consistent – you know, targets or anything with how good Diggs and Davis are playing right now. Um, So uh, Patrick Mahomes, though, on the other side was 25 for 40 for 338 yards and two touchdowns. He did have two interceptions, though, 21 yards on the ground. Um, The one interception was a game ceiling interception for the Bills. Uh, Travis Kelsey, still just incredible. Eight catches for 108 yards and a four yard run. But we finally saw the breakout game for Juju that we've all been kind of waiting for. Five for five for 113 yards and a touchdown. Um, part of that was because of the like missed tackle uh, by the two Bills defenders that let him break off for the 42-yard touchdown. Where are we still at with, with Juju? Um, He's a good flex play, man. Yeah. Uh, him and like Lazard are about the same spot for me. Yeah. And I'm I'm kind of you know I'm kind of in the same way. He's he's hard to take out of your lineup just because of the offense, but he also sometimes make me nervous just because of the inconsistencies consistencies at the wide receiver position for the Chiefs. But I think as the season goes on, he may start building a little bit more of a rapport with Mahomes, and I think he could become a little bit more valuable toward the end of the season. Um, there. Uh, Nicole Hardman was three for four for 42 yards and a touchdown. And then both Jarek McKinnon and Clyde Edwards-Alaire disappointed in this game. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire only had nine attempts and he played less 50% of snaps. So we were, everyone was really high and was like, okay, we're finally getting the Clyde Edwards-Alaire, you know, that we kind of drafted him for, especially a lot of dynasty managers and stuff. You know, I, uh, they Jeff trade me Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, where, where are we at with CEH? I and mean, Andy Reed hates you. That's where we're at. <laughs> I just, I don't even get it, man. They, the guy, he was playing so good. They were winning the games when he was scoring and he was, you know, in the red zone and he was doing good. And now it's just like, it's like, he's non-existent for this team. And it's, it's not like anybody in the backfield is, is anything right now. Yeah, I mean, really none of them are, up. McKinnon looks good on yeah. a few runs, but then he, he gets stuffed just as much as anybody else. So CEH yeah, is I'm, still the only guy you want to play back there. Sometimes he's going to have down weeks. Yeah. Okay. I agree. All right. Well, let's go over to the Cowboys and Eagles uh, Sunday night football game. The Eagles pull off the win, move to six and O in this game. Uh, that defense is just, it's just good. Um, They're dominant. They, uh, Cooper Rush was 18 for 38 for 181 yards and touchdown, but he had three interceptions. He he looked, you know, good in the second half. They they were moving the ball finally in the second half, but I mean overall they they couldn't do much. But Zeke had a great game though, 13 for 81 on the ground and a touchdown, and he also caught one pass. 
to do this against the Eagles defense without Dak back says a lot. I think we could start to see that uptick in, you know, what we've wanted out of Zeke for since the start of the season. Dak should be coming back soon. Their schedule gets a lot easier. They have uh, Detroit coming up, Chicago. You know, they have some good matchups for him to be able to run the ball. Um, is is Zeke a trade for candidate for you guys right now? If you can get him for a good price, yeah. If you can go at, go out and trade for Zeke, he's somebody that I'm putting in my lineup still. A lot of people were talking about benching him or is he a flex option right now. And to me, well, let's just keep rolling with Zeke. He's going to get, you know, 15 touches plus and he's usually efficient. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I like Zeke rest of the season. Um, Jake Ferguson, the backup tight end for Dallas, was four for six for 40 yards and a touchdown. This is what we've been waiting out of Dalton Schultz. And I put it in there because I'm like, dude, that was a that's a Dalton Schultz stat line right there. <laughs> you know, he was he was ruled out late um, in this game. He was expected to play, so hopefully, you know, whoever had him um, and was expecting to play him this week had Ferguson on their bench to be able to to slot him in there because he ended up with a pretty good game. C.D. Lamb, um, you know, a down game, but I think this is just credit to the Eagles defense, five for 10 for 68 yards. The the Eagles defense was all over the place. Um, Jalen Hurts uh, was 15 for 25 for 155 yards and two touchdowns, only nine for 27 on the ground with a fumble. So not the greatest game that you could see out of Hurts, but he has such a good floor that even with this bad of a game, like – he still was decent and the Cowboys defense is that good. So, you know, it, I, I think it's credit to the the Cowboys defense as well as the Eagles defense to keep this game, you know, pretty close. And the Eagles tried to, or the Cowboys tried to make a comeback in the second half. Uh, AJ Brown was five for eight for 67 yards and a touchdown. You know, he is, he's just so talented. He really is so good. Um, Devonta Smith though, another really good game, five for five for 44 yards and a touchdown. Is he in your wide receiver two category at this point, or is he still a flex option for you? Where are you guys out with him? Because that's three consecutive games for him where, you know, he's he's looked pretty good. I'd start like Gabe Davis over him most weeks probably, but other outside, you know, that's kind of the range that I'm looking at with Devonta Smith is if, you know, a flex, yeah, wide receiver two somewhere in there. Yeah, low end wide receiver two, high end wide receiver three probably. Uh, yeah. There's, he's, he's a very good flex i would say like probably better than a lot of options in a lot of 12 team leagues definitely definitely um miles sanders 18 for 71 on the ground and a touchdown he also caught one pass that's pretty good to do against this cowboys defense and to get 18 carries it seems like gainwell's a little less involved in the offense now i was told i didn't want to own miles sanders in in fantasy football what happened I was, uh, I'll, I'll admit, I was a little off on that one too. Um, I don't know where this is coming from and where the touchdowns are coming from, but he looks good this year. Uh, he could be a draft steal, honestly. He could be helping he you felt, win your league, man. He felt really far in, in a lot of drafts. Um, so Let me ask you I, this. I definitely asking, that one. Yep. Asking for a friend, would you trade T. Higgins for Miles Sanders or for Zeke? I would trade T. Higgins for Miles Sanders right now. I don't think Ooh. I would for Zeke. Man, that's hard. The, the Miles Sanders one is so hard for me because T. Higgins is so good. Um, 
but we've seen a little bit more of the Jamar Chase, you know, resurgence, and maybe that that means something. Miles Sanders, that that offense is really really good, but I, I'm worried that maybe the touchdowns won't stay consistent for him, only because of Jalen Hurts. But if his touchdowns stay consistent, I would definitely trade for Miles Sanders. Um, Zeke, it's uh, it's almost like a, a hold on the T. Higgins trade that may be a little bit much for him. Um, I know this could hurt me because I know I'm one of those trade candidates, but I'm going to be honest uh, about the whole thing. T. Higgins may be a lot to give up for Zeke only because we don't know. Once Dak comes back, we could see a huge uptick in what Zeke can do as well. So that one could that one could be interesting as well. But just as far as a, a fantasy standpoint, T. Higgins to me is probably more valuable than both of them. But if you absolutely need a running back, I might lean more of the Miles Sanders side. Cool. So, yeah. My friend will that take pain- that into consideration. <laughs> yeah. That pained me to say that, but I had to be I had to be honest. I had to give actual advice instead of just boosting up my guy. Uh, I'm the Zeke owner in this scenario, just so everybody <laughs> knows. Story. I'm the I'm the friend that owns the Zeke here. Uh so uh, that's to all of you guys out there listening. That was real advice instead of just trying to boost my own guy up. Um so um all right, let's uh let's jump into the waiver wire and talk about the the week seven buys. So next week we have the a lot of offensive powerhouses on buy. The Bills, the Vikings, the Eagles, and the Rams all on buy next week. So you've got no cup, no hurts, no Miles Sanders, uh, no Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, <laughs> Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. I mean Diggs. Yeah, Gabe it's Davis. gonna be it's gonna be a rough one next week. So you know, pay attention to the waiver wire. Uh, we're going to talk about a few quarterbacks that you could pick up, mainly in two QB leagues. We don't know which quarterback is going to be starting for the Washington Commanders. So, you know, you could look at Taylor Heineke or Sam Howell. Um, also, honestly, Chubisky got bent or got, uh, you know, dropped to the waivers when Kenny Pickett took over. You could pick him back up because Pickett has a concussion, might miss next week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, honestly, if I was going to pick up one of these two quarterbacks, I'd probably lean Taylor Heineke because they kind of hinted at starting Heineke over Sam Howell. Um, so that's, that's kind of the way that I would lean there, but that's only in a two QB league, uh, one QB league. Do not even look at either one of these guys. So let me put Um, some names out for you that are at least on our waiver wire in league of record. If you're losing Josh Allen this week, if you're losing Jalen hurts this week, uh, We've got Derek Carr is home against Houston. Uh, Russell Wilson is home against the Jets. I don't know if I like that matchup. I hate that matchup. Uh, I like Carr more than I like Russ. Same. Trevor Lawrence is home against the Giants. Again, I don't know that I really like that. Give me Carr over all that. Uh, yep, Daniel against Jones Houston, I like Jacksonville. it. I kind of like that one. I kind of like that one. Um, Probably number two out of those four. I don't think I'd go with Brissett at Baltimore. I'm good. Aaron Rodgers is at Washington. Uh, I don't know. I think I'd take Carr and and. Uh... I think I would take Aaron Rodgers at Washington. Um, I like Derek Carr against Houston, but uh, Washington's just really bad. Um, We've also so. got Matt Ryan at Tennessee and Jimmy Garoppolo home against Kansas City. Man, Matt Ryan at Tennessee I, I, is enticing. No, 
I, 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 to me, uh, of those guys, it's it's Derek Carr or Aaron Rodgers. Um, I yeah, think those I think- are the two safest plays for you. Um, I don't so, think Daniel uh, Jones is too bad though at Jacksonville. Uh, he runs, so he's going to have a little bit of a, a little bit more of a floor. But I, I think Carr is the best of those options. So in one QB I league, think, if you can grab him as your replacement for Allen or Hurts, that's probably the way to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see uh, the running back position. We talked a little bit about Deion Jackson. If he's still available, he's somebody certainly to roster and just you know. Uh, keep on your bench next week because I imagine that Jonathan Taylor will be back next week. But that's something to monitor because if Jonathan Taylor is not back, Deion Jackson is um, pretty much a must start at this point. Um, Feels you know, like he, he showed it. He showed his floor. So would you um, guys be worried if Taylor was out, but Naeem Hines was back about I, him? No, losing I think I'd targets. still take the risk, dude. Okay. So would I. So I would so I. Too. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got Kenyon Drake, um, something to monitor with the Kenyon Drake thing. Like I wouldn't spend a ton of fab on Kenyon Drake just because um, of Gus Edwards possibly coming back. We don't know the extent of JK Dobbins. Um, so, you know, I would, I would kind of keep an eye on both of those uh, before you spend a ton of fab on Kenyon Drake. But if both of them are going to be out, I think he's a really good play next week. Um and uh, I can tell you, see who the Ravens the Ravens got next week. Um, not even a hundred percent sure who they play next week. They play the Browns. So that's a pretty good. You know, you can run against them. I do kind of like Kenyon Drake next week. The divisional um, matchup, if, though, you never know what could happen. Yeah, but you're right. They can, the Browns are pretty bad against the running back so far on the year. So it's home. I think it's they're thirtieth against the run. Yeah, I think they're like thirtieth against the run. So it's in Baltimore. That's really not a bad matchup. Yeah, yeah. If uh, especially if Dobbins and Gus Edwards are both out, I really like J.K. or Kenyon Drake next yeah, week. So yeah. Um, Tyler Algieri, somebody just to kind of stash. We saw you know a pretty pretty split backfield there, but. Um, you know, he's somebody to, to just keep an eye on uh, at the moment. Um, over at the wide receiver position though, we've got Tyquan Thornton. You guys mentioned that he's somebody you would like to stash to see if they keep using him. Um, is that, you know, is that kind of where you guys are still at? Yeah, man, he might be one of these pre breakout guys. Um, I mean, we've, we've got three wide receivers here. Name all three, and then uh, I, because I like Tyquan Thornton right in the middle. Okay, uh, Traquan Smith with no Michael Thomas or Jarvis Landry on Thursday Night Football. Uh, you know his next four matchups are you know pretty good matchups as far as going against wide receivers: uh, Arizona, Vegas, Baltimore, and Pittsburgh. Um, and we don't know how long those two are going to be out for. Um, and then you've got uh, Wandale Robinson. Um, to me, Wandale is the number one pickup of Same. these three guys. Yep. Uh, That's right where I, I was going to go. Wandale, Tyquan, Traquan. That's, that's yeah. the order I would go. Uh, Traquan Smith feels like, well, man, it's tricky. You know what? He could actually be more involved than we think because Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry might, I mean, who knows how long they'll be out before they're back in and who knows how long they'll be in before they're back out. He's been with this yeah. team for a while and he's had good games when other when like when he needs to step up. He really has before. So Yeah, he's he's yeah. not bad. He he never amounted to what people really hoped he could be. Uh, you know, when he was a rookie and he had a lot of hype. 
but uh, yeah, I mean, when they need somebody, he's he's probably going to see some volume. Yeah, I I agree with that one. So, um, and then let's uh, jump over to the tight end position because you could have uh, a tight end on on by. I mean, I have, uh, uh, Tyler Higby on by for the Rams on by. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, you know, we talked about Taysom Hill. Didn't have that big of a week this week, um, but, you know, he's going to kind of stay involved. Right. You got Hunter Henry next week going against Chicago. Um, and then, you know, Daniel Bellinger is one that I, you know, we touched base on earlier. I think he's a great streaming option this week. Um, you know, they don't have a ton of pass catchers, and they're going to they're gonna need something. And he seems to be a red zone target for Daniel Jones. Um, seems really athletic, too. Yes, very. And then, uh, you know, in the the Monday night game, we've seen uh, Greg Dulcich, you know, get involved. And, you know, this is his first week back. He's already got, you know, 44 yards and a touchdown. So, you know, you could see a little bit more involvement with him as he starts to build a rapport with uh, Russell Wilson. So um, he's somebody you could possibly stream as well next week. So um, of all of those, to me, I think Daniel Bellinger's probably my number one target on there is that kind of the same way for you guys yeah, or for me it's bellinger dulcich henry hill but man i'm gonna tell you what this week Taysom hill has a chance if there's if there's no Jameis winston if andy dalton's limited oh man i'm gonna be bummed if i don't start Taysom hill and he goes he's, off for 40 points he's so tough to trust he honestly is i've talked about this that he's that gadget player and it's like he's capable of huge games when it's scripted that way but we don't know what the game script's going to look like ahead of time. We don't, you know, it. Yeah, it, it's a mystery to us. So um, I did want to just add something on the Monday night game since this is interesting. Latavius Murray has nine carries and a reception. Melvin Gordon only has three carries in this game. Uh, Mike Boone has been in for some passing work, but not caught any of his three targets. So uh, if. It's ugly in that backfield, and they're missing Javante sorely, but I think Latavius Murray may be the uh, guy to own for the Denver Broncos. I agree. I didn't, you know, we, we're still waiting to see, but, I mean, they, they seemed, they talked about wanting a committee, but um, that's definitely something to uh, for everybody to kind of keep an eye on. Uh, let's jump How over ridiculous. to the... How ridiculous will it be if they spent forever just refusing to give Javante that backfield, making him share with Melvin Gordon, and now that he's gone, they're going to give all the work to Latavius? That's insane. It'd be ridiculous. I hate your team, Brandon. <laughs> I love, thank you. Um, all right, let's jump over the defenses we have here. Um, we talked a little bit about you know the Jets' defense going against Denver. Um, you know. Denver's offense seems to be moving a little bit this week, but that Jets defense is playing really, really well. And if you have to stream one of them, like, you know, you have the Bills or the Vikings defense, um, you know, they're, they're not they're not a terrible play, um, you know. And then we talked about the, the Giants defense going against Jacksonville. I think that's a great play. Uh, the Giants defense just seems to be playing very, very well at the moment. Um we talked a little bit about the Panthers. So the Panthers next week, they play uh, Tampa Bay. What do you guys think of, of that one? Um, I think there's a 60% chance they get another defensive touchdown. Yeah. I That that would just be insane to me. Um, it really feels like the odds are on their, on their side with how bad this offensive line is. 
Brady's frustrated. It it could happen, man. Oh, my boy, I'm sorry, Baron Browning interception. That kid is oh, he's so good. He's so good. Uh, sorry, I that was an end game excitement for me right there. I, I, I just I so love seeing that him hurt play. Herbert, and that is fantastic. I might win in dynasty. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to believe that our in our league of record uh, right now, you needed Everett and I needed Mike Williams, and we have 1.3 and 3.1, and we're three points separated. So, <laughs> another one yeah. play. Oh, my God. Yeah. Dude, and if Herbert throws, like, a touchdown pass to Everett at the end of the game, I'll lose in Dynasty to Herbert, and uh, even though I that was. You. So that was a pass to Everett that uh, Baron Browning just intercepted too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is gonna be a, this is gonna be a crazy finish. So, well, thank you everybody for uh, tuning in to episode twenty four with us. Um, hit us up on uh, Twitter if you guys got any questions or anything like that. I just do want to I want to tell everybody thank you guys so much for all the reviews and everything that everybody's been writing. You guys are keeping us going. You know, through all of this, we've seen a ton of downloads all over the place. And we really, we really do appreciate everybody, um, you know, keeping us going and, and we've enjoyed every bit of this and we're going to have a lot of changes coming to the, the podcast here soon, as far as our, our lineups and how we talk about different things. And we're going to come up with some new segments and stuff. So, you know, it is still early for us. We're only on episode 24. So we're working through, you know, quite a bit of new things, but we appreciate everybody. And, uh, we got some giveaways that we're going to be doing soon as well. Um, probably a Jersey soon, as well as we have a couple of gift cards for Spotify premium. So you guys can, you know, keep listening to the the podcast as well. So keep an eye out on Twitter for those giveaways for the Spotify premium as well. So, um, but you guys can find us on our main Twitter at best coast FF. That'll likely be where the giveaways take place. Um, as well as you can find me at BCFF underscore Brandon. I'm at BCFF underscore Jordan. And I am at BCFF Josh. All right. Thank you guys so much and uh, good luck with all your waivers and uh, we'll see you guys on Wednesday.